was in the Navy, the other in the Army. Both are degenerates. Shane Whitecloud and Boone Cutler, bringing you local and global veteran news and resources from the warfighter's perspective. They've got your six on American Warfighter Radio. On American Warfighter Radio, Shane Whitecloud in the studio. Boone Cutler is on his way. It is Saturday, which means he's allowed to run a little bit late, but this is the first episode of our Saturday show. So uh, when we first started this on Wednesdays, uh, we told the, uh, the the bigwigs in the studios that we would be happy to do this on Wednesdays, but if a uh, weekend spot ever opened up, we definitely wanted to move to that because we all have jobs, we all have families, we all have lives. And uh, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I'm getting married in a few hours, and yet I'm still here in the studio, so um, you guys can deal with my wife later. So... <laughs> So I will say this, uh, it's it's definitely been a wild ride. Um, this has always been one of my passions. I've been in the radio business for 20, almost 24 years now, um, mostly as a rock jock. Um, and uh, I've always wanted to, to do a show about veterans and veteran issues. And Boone and I have been dear, dear friends for years now. And, and we've always talked about doing something together. So this is our way of doing it. And I got to tell you, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's It's been a crazy ride and and i've never done a show where i've had my own producer I've, I've had a guy literally behind the scenes sitting at a board who uh is skyping people in he's handling the facebook feed and all that but that being said um if you are listening and you're wondering why you can't see the facebook feed it's because his computer is rebooting right now which means we don't have access to skype we don't have access to facebook live we don't have access to any of that do we craig no my main computer that handles the facebook live and this the skype uh decided this morning just as i walked in the door to start doing windows updates <laughs> the good, good news right now is at nine it's at 91 percent so well and, and which and is better than the 27 percent when yeah, you walked in the door that wasn't that long ago either the 27 percent. so that means here in a little bit we'll have the facebook live up and then we can go ahead and skype in chris bullethead boogaloo um he's gonna be giving us the world the warfighter news from the world perspective and um i gotta tell you i'm really excited because uh this is the first time i've got to kind of get up drink some coffee just kind of mosey in not have to be in a rush or anything it's it's kind of dope but uh, it, today's a sad day. It's going to be a day of, of at least one farewell, and we'll save that until Boone gets here. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later. A lot of things happening in and around the northern Nevada area. If you are listening through the 1180 AM station uh, and you want to find out what's happening, um, there is a new veterans court. It's not exactly new. It was established about nine months ago, um, and it's uh, – for veterans who are charged with a misdemeanor crime, such as DUI or uh, domestic. And uh, it's a year-long program, um, and, but there's, there's a huge light at the end of the tunnel. You have to maintain sobriety throughout that entire year, you know, go to counseling, things like that. But at the end of the year, the judge seals your record and expunges the crime. It's almost as if it never happened. It's your second chance at everything, and it's absolutely amazing. Uh, judge Shelley O'Neill is the uh, the judge presiding over Veterans Court, um, and they are looking for mentors. Um, a mentor, think of it in terms of a sponsor. If you go to AA, um, you, get a, you hook up with a sponsor, and that sponsor helps you maintain sobriety. Well, a mentor is the exact same thing. It's one person, uh, has to be a veteran, who walks with these veteran offenders uh, one at a time uh, through their year-long travels, I guess you could say, their year-long program, and kind of helps them stay 
on the sober side and, and uh, think of it as a battle buddy. That's a better way of putting it, to be honest with you, because at the end of the day, um, these veterans, I mean, you don't know what they're facing. It might be around Memorial Day. Maybe they lost somebody and they just need somebody to give them a phone call and say, hey, you know, we love you. We care about you. Your life is worth it. Your life matters. And, and you know, maybe take them out for a cup of coffee or something. Uh, not so much somebody that can, you know, pity them, but somebody that can spend time with them and help them get through the program and let them know that they are valued, they are loved, they are people, and we definitely want them to be a part of it. And so, uh, mentors, if you are interested in becoming a mentor for uh, Veterans Court here in Reno, uh, again, you have to be a veteran. Uh, you can't have any recent crimes then feel free to reach out to me. You can do so on the Facebook, uh, again, Shane Whitecloud. Uh, I'll give you all the details on the Facebook, um, and again, Shane Whitecloud. Just look me up. Or you can email me at shane at opemploy.org. That is O-P-E-M-P-L-O-Y.org, and I can give you all the details that way as well. Um, so, yeah, Veterans Court, pretty big issue. I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, I remember whenever I came out of the military, almost 27 years ago, which is really kind of dating myself now, um, came out of the military and I was in a really bad spot. I, uh, you know, a lot of you guys know my story. I, I, you know, was sexually assaulted in the military while I was having surgery. Uh, I was under anesthesia. I woke up to this. Uh, and then, um, shortly afterwards I was demoted. I was busted down a rank. Uh, in other words, I was, my pay was cut in half and I was put on 45 days restrictive duty because I reported it. Back in the 90s, they have this thing called Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And for reporting it, I was actually being punished. And then I was discharged. And um, I got to tell you, I was very angry. I lashed out. I got into a lot of fights, a lot of fights. Um, and then on top of it, I did a lot of drugs. And because of that, I ended up getting locked up. Did three and a half years in the Oklahoma State Penitentiary System. And uh, I guarantee you, all of that could have been avoided if somebody would have just picked up a phone and said, We care. And so that's what this program does now. If this program existed back then, I guarantee you that would have never happened to me. So I'm so proud that this program exists now, and I'm glad I get to help with it. So I guess uh, we finally got Chris. We got all comms going in the in the studio back there. We've Are we getting ready to do Is Facebook Live up and everything? Okay, so Facebook Live is about to come online, but we do have Chris on the phone. Chris, are you there? Oh, I don't hear him. All right. I think we're trying. Hold on. He's, I can't hear him. Is he in there? Okay. Well, we're going to keep talking. We're trying to get it fixed. Sorry about that. So a little technical difficulties. That's what happens on a Saturday morning whenever you, you haven't had your coffee yet, Craig. So we're going to have to make sure we get you some coffee from now on. But Chris is uh, calling in. We finally got Skype up. So he's going to be doing the world news here in just a little bit, giving it to you from the warfighter's perspective, letting you know what's going on in the veteran world as far as news goes. You hear about all these other tragic incidences that are happening in and around the area. Uh, that being said, prayers and thoughts going out to everybody that was affected uh, at the Garlic Festival with that shooting. It was uh, pretty tragic. A lot of those things happening nowadays. It kind of makes it to, uh, to a point now where even myself, uh, I don't really – feel comfortable going out to like the big events uh like whenever they do the uh the, the fourth of july down at the the nugget and there's forty five thousand people down there uh, i just feel uncomfortable going down there because of event, uh, things like this happening now so hopefully we can get that fixed um i know i'm checking the facebook right now uh there's a lot of people that are posting up comments 
on uh, the Facebook feed, so I definitely want to recognize all of you. Um, thank you so much for being huge followers uh, from day one. Uh, we really appreciate that and, uh, and giving us your input uh, on all of that. Yeah. The, okay. I, I think we got Chris on the line now. Is there? Are you there, Chris? I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. All right. Finally. <laughs> How's it going, brother? It's been a little bit. Yeah, it's been a while. Hey, uh, uh, glad to get the spot moved to the weekend. Hopefully, we have uh, you know more people have an opportunity to tune in and listen live this way. Yeah, yeah. Well, through Facebook and through uh, you know the the radio, I understand we're probably getting syndicated at a, a few more radio stations in and around the the national area. So that'll be kind of good. And then I made some apologies for you last time. I understand you had a coworker that called in sick or something. You ended up having to go in and cover some shifts for her. So that was, uh, you know, glad you're okay. Glad everybody's all right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I apologize. I just couldn't get away from work. Uh, so, uh, had to stand you up on that one. I apologize. All good, dude. Hey, work comes first, right? All right. Look, we're, uh, going into a commercial break. So now that you're here, we're going to cut you off for a minute. We'll be right back. This is Shane White Cloud with American Warfighter Radio. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. <sighs> We want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. 
Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. This is your on-air rally point for veteran news, resources, and events. Keep it locked to American Warfighter Radio with Shane Whitecloud and Boone Cutler, two warfighters with a mission to keep you informed. Leave it, Charlie. Shane Whitecloud from American Warfighter Radio. Boone Cutler's on his way in. He had to stop and grab some coffee, so he'll be here shortly. And on the phone, right before we went to commercial break, we finally got connected. I uh, have to apologize that all the computers in the studio decided they were going to do a Windows update just randomly, and we obviously had to wait for that so that we could get Skype up and running. So we can get our boy Chris Boogaloo, uh, Bullethead, on the phone. What's up, brother? Hey, Shane. What's up, brother? Not much, man. So uh, we got some news to talk about, brother, and apparently we got a lot of it because we missed you last week. So let's uh, let's dive into that and see what's going on. Yeah, man. So um, one of the big stories this week a lot of people have probably been reading about. Um, I started tracking on it uh, Tuesday of this week, and then there's been some uh, further developments, um, you know, by today. So uh, the Navy you know, came out and uh, issued awards, uh, a total of 10 awards, to the prosecution team in the case against uh, Navy Chief Eddie Gallagher. Of course, we, you know, we reported on this story a few weeks ago that Eddie was found not guilty mm-hmm. of the murder charges. Um, he had uh, seven total charges pending on him in that court case. They convicted him of one. Uh, it was the, uh, the least egregious charge of the seven. Uh, he was convicted for posing uh, with a dead body, taking a photograph with a dead body. Um, you know, really fairly insignificant uh, war crime, if you will. You know, the big things he was looking at, you know, was the murder, manslaughter charges, things of that nature. So he beat all of those, found not guilty on all of those. So um, the Navy came out this week and awarded um, commendation medals, Navy achievement medals uh, to all the prosecution team, uh, the prosecutors against Eddie in that case. Um, it's kind of unusual, you know, considering that they failed in everything they uh, we're going for essentially um, <laughs> right. didn't get a conviction, didn't get what they were looking for. Uh, but the Navy came out and awarded them all commendation medals. Also, strangely enough, um, Eddie's defense team, you know, didn't get any kind of awards or commendations. Uh, so that really hit me a Tuesday. That story broke. And I, yeah, I thought, man, this is unbelievable. We got to talk about this. Then come today, I found out yesterday that president Trump actually um, ordered the Navy to rescind those awards. Uh, and said they never should have been given out. Why are you giving awards to a prosecution team who failed to, you know, get a conviction in the case? Why are they being, you know, commended or given an achievement medal when they didn't achieve the goal? Um, so that was kind of unusual. President Trump agreed with that and rescinded those medals and those awards. There were seven um, achievement medals, Navy achievement medals, and three commendations that were given to that prosecution team. A prosecution team who, if you remember, um, you know, was just – rife with conflict um you know people being removed off of the case uh they were bugging emails that, that were being sent back and right. forth. a lot of misconduct by the prosecution team that resulted in some people being removed off of the case 
Uh, and then after they lose the case, uh, the Navy decided to award them medals and, and achievement medals and commendations. Very, very strange and unusual. President Trump has rescinded all those awards. So, um, yeah, I'm looking I at that. that. Kind of interesting. So we had uh, we actually had Tim Parlatori, which was uh, Eddie Gallagher's attorney and also um, um, uh, prior Navy as well, a Navy veteran. He was on the show last week talking about the whole case, and he actually did dive pretty deep into into that email. In fact, uh, he said that, you know, had he not been, uh, he had recently done a case where there was a stalker involved. And uh, the only reason he knew about these bugs being planted through emails was because of this case where there was a stalker involved. And had that not happened, he probably, probably wouldn't have caught the bug in the email. Wow. So yeah, I missed, I missed this segment, so I didn't hear about that. I wondered how they found out about the bug. That's a, that's way above my pay grade, but that's that's crazy when you think <laughs> about that, you know. Yeah. And so even even with them trying to do that kind of thing, uh, you know, and and the whole prosecution team just being a complete mess, going to trial, you know, essentially losing the trial, they got one minor conviction, um, you know, for them to be a massive failure on that level, which I I'm glad they failed. Right. Um, you know, I don't think I don't think that uh, Chief Eddie should have been convicted. Um, you know, their own star witness they put on the stand backfired on them. You know, it kind of blew the whole case for them anyway. The fact that the Navy decided to award those guys medals and commendations and achievement medals, that just was mind-blowing to me. JAG Corps really failed itself in this instance. And if you, uh, if our listeners read the Havoc Journal at all, um, Scott Faith um, over at the Havoc Journal wrote a really good article on this he published. I believe it was yesterday. Um, could have been the day before, but he published a good article about this as well. So I recommend everyone go over to the Havoc Journal and read that. If you're interested. Yeah, Tim uh, Parlatori also recently just posted up an article that was posted in the Army Times at armytimes.com, and it's uh, Navy yep. orders probe into actions of Judge Advocate General Corps leaders, and it's all surrounding this uh, case as well. So uh, brand new stuff. I think, I think what this is going to do for future cases going forward, you know, when it comes to, you know, the Navy JAG Corps especially, you know, this is this is a stain on their community. Um Certainly think there's probably great attorneys and good prosecutors and, you know, within the JAG Corps, but this really hurts the overall JAG Corps uh, as a whole. You know, something like this is a black eye on the community. Right, exactly. And there's also, you know, there's that big thing that protects the military from lawsuit in general, and things like this actually coming out might help sway that because of uh, what the, the Air Force veteran who was misdiagnosed with cancer and uh, um, now his family – come to find out he has now has stage four cancer he's on his way out the door his family is now threatening to sue the military but they're protected under the i think it's the ferris doctrine or something like that is what it's called uh and and because of that um there's a bipartisan bill being passed through congress at this time that uh would potentially allow people to sue the military for malpractice whenever it comes to medical things and and so once they open that door i can only imagine how many more lawsuits can come out of situations like Eddie's? Yeah, you know, and, I, and I'm a disabled veteran, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and yeah, I don't think there should be a law that says the military can't be sued. You know, there's malpractice exists everywhere in the military, in the civilian world, you know, public hospitals, private hospitals, you know, malpractice, you know, happens. I, I've been in the healthcare profession for well over 20 years now myself since I got out of the military. And, um, you know, I don't think there should be any kind of blanket law where, so, you know, this entity cannot be sued. You know, for any kind of malpractice, uh, you know, whether it be medical, be legal, whatever. You right. know, if you're if you're paying for services, or even in, in the case of the military, you may not be actually paying for the services, but you're receiving services 
And with that, there comes an, an inherent contract with this person that they're licensed and competent and they're going to do everything, you know, the proper way and the correct procedures uh, to the best of their ability and knowledge. And when someone doesn't do that and, and there is a malpractice or there is, you know, some some negligible action on their part, you know, there should be some form of, um, um, you know, re recompensation for that, not recompensation, uh, recompense right. you know, for that, some, some way to go and, and, and get justice in those situations. Well, so, um, the military practices the art of, of hammering home accountability, but yet, whenever it comes to taking accountability, uh, they're not very good at it. I mean, you, nope. most of you guys know my situation, and I had mentioned it again earlier, but, uh, you know, had that happened in a civilian hospital, it would have been, we're talking a multi-million dollar lawsuit, but because it happened in the military, they, they gave them the ability to punish me for it instead of actually taking yep. accountability for it. So, yeah, situations like that uh, agreed. And, and it was it's the fairest doctrine is what it is. It's 69-year-old legal precedent that bars uh, yep. legal That's action correct. against the military. So, yeah. So, yeah, hopefully we'll see that uh, lifted finally because a lot of things have changed in the past 69 years. I got a friend of mine that uh, he was a Marine, active duty Marine, and he contracted a really bad infection in his lower leg. Um, ended up getting necrotizing fasciitis, uh, almost lost his leg. At one point, they were going to amputate his leg, and uh, he refused to, the, to do the amputation. Multiple surgeries, lots of reconstructive surgery, lost a, you know, most of the muscle mass on that lower leg. And, um, you know, he got disabled, uh, you know, got a discharge, and I, I think he got 100%. I'm not sure on that. But, you know, he has to live with that leg the rest of his life, you know, that just, you know, in, in very bad shape. And, um, you know, he didn't go and get a big settlement or anything like you would in the civilian world. He just, here's your discharge papers. You're no longer a Marine. Here's a little check every month uh, for your, you know, for your hassle. Right. So, yeah. In the civilian world, it would have been much different. And in situations like that, too, it's really hard to uh, to maintain that pride and service whenever you get treated like that. But yet, somehow, we still do. We've got 10 seconds left. We're going to go ahead and go to commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk about some more news with Chris Bullethead on the line with American Warfighter Radio and the Shane White Club. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. Ponderosa Meats, the anchor of Midtown since 1954. USDA choice, USDA prime cut. Ponderosa grass-fed beef. Call 775-322-4063. Ponderosa Meats, tradition, quality, and prime service. Midtown Reno, experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. Well, Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. So, should we talk about the job? Uh, what? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. 
I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. 10 years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ, a Lotus broadcast station. The power of radio since 1967. One says, hoo-ah, and the other says, hoo-yah. Still trying to figure out what the hell either of them is saying. Like American Warfighter Radio on Facebook, or here at Poe. Back to the shenanigans with veterans Shane Whitecloud and Boone Cutler. All right, we're back. Shane Whitecloud in the studio. Boone Cutler, man, I'll tell you what. I don't, I don't he must have gone to Starbucks or something. Well, his text, his text message did say 1030 Ish. Ish. Well, yeah, there is the ish in there. Okay, so there we go. All right, so Boone's still on his way to the studio. Still got Chris Bullethead Buckaloo, a.k.a. the Electric Boogaloo, on the phone. And uh, we're going to go ahead and, and cut back to him because he's got some pretty cool news to share. So go ahead, Chris. All right, so the next thing I got today is uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it news, but it's a very interesting, entertaining story. And this is a story that uh, when I read it, I couldn't believe it because it was so similar to a story that happened in my own life. And it's one of those stories when you tell people, people at first think, man, there ain't no way you're lying. But this is a true story uh, in my perspective, from my personal story. And then reading this story about this guy, um, also, you know, apparently a true story. It's been told many times. So uh, former uh, Army uh, Major General, uh-huh. no, Lieutenant General, Bob Caslin, um, most recently uh, superintendent at West Point. Uh, and as of... August 1st this week, he is the new president of the University of South Carolina. Uh, and uh, so, you know, General Caswell spent a lot of time in the 101st uh, Airborne Division. Um, you know, for, I know from battalion level up, I'm not sure if he was there uh, at the company level or not, but I know he spent some time with the rocket signs, various different um, units uh, with the 101st. So uh, as he was, the announcement was made, he was going to be the new president of the University of South Carolina this week. He was telling this story that he said has been told at West Point for years um, of the time that he killed a deer uh, with his bare hands. <laughs> so when I read that story, I thought, man, this is crazy because I also have killed a deer before with my bare hands. Nah. And uh, so I read the story and the, the, the similarities and parallels were just unreal. So um, uh, General Chasm was out hunting one day and he took a shot at a deer 
he was hunting with a 30-30 hunting rifle, which is also what I grew up hunting mm-hmm. with in Mississippi. And uh, he made a bad shot on the deer, didn't kill the deer. And so the deer turned to run and it actually jumped into a lake uh, and started swimming. He was going to take another shot at the deer, but um, on the back side of the lake, there was a guy that was out mowing hay on a tractor or working. So he didn't want to take the shot, you know, with that guy back there in the background. So General Caslin actually went up to the lake, to the body of water, and waded into the water, got the deer, drug it up to the bank, and then he um, started choking the deer and basically held it down under the water and drowned the deer in the water uh, because he didn't want, you know, didn't want to take another shot at it and killed the deer that way. Right. Uh, so I was thinking the same thing happened to me um, many, many years ago. Uh, my dad came to my house and said, hey, um, there's a deer over here in the pond. Um, you want to come and, and get it, uh, shoot it. So we get, get over there, and the deer is in the pond, but it's not dead. It's swimming across the pond back and forth uh, across this little finger of the pond. There's there's some dogs on the bank, and the dogs have uh, you know got this deer bait up in the water. Every time the deer tried to get out of the water, they would run over and jump on it. And so the deer would turn around and jump back into the water and start swimming across the pond again. And uh, you could tell the deer was getting pretty tired. I had a 30-30 rifle with me, but I, you know, I said, I'm not going to shoot the deer in the water. So I waited until the deer, you know, swam up pretty close to the bank. And I just waded into the pond and I grabbed the deer by his horns. It was an eight-point buck. I grabbed it by the uh, the antlers and drug it over to the side of the, uh, the pond up on the bank. And I just proceeded to, to choke the deer. I didn't have a knife or anything with me. And so I just choked the deer um, and uh, and killed the deer that way with my bare hands. My my dad took it kind of rough. He, he thought it was kind of barbaric. But, you know, if I'd had a <laughs> knife or a pistol or something like that, I would have I done it a little quicker. Uh, but I just didn't have anything with me to do it. And uh, so I killed a deer with my bare hands um, many, many years ago. And then I read the story about uh, uh, General Caslin this week who did the exact same thing many, many years ago when he was a boy. So I thought that was pretty unusual. Pretty crazy story. Not a whole lot of people out there that can say they've killed a deer with their bare hands. But uh, myself and General Caslin both have done so. That's uh, that's pretty amazing. And really, you just came at it from a an angle that oh, um, that that you you were trying to be merciful. I mean, I, I grew up in Texas, man. I, I know all about grabbing the 410 and the 3030 and hitting the, the old train tracks out on the back of the, the, the property and, and – walking around, you know, looking for something to shoot and, and, uh, yep. you know, bringing home whatever it is and cooking it up. And if you left it out there, you got your butt thumped for wasting uh, a life and, and, uh, all that kind of good stuff. But, oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I grew up, you know, we, that's a lot of the big part of what we ate growing up. You know, I, I four boys in my family. I had uh, three brothers and, you know, we were, you know, by no means were we well off or, or very rich. You know, we, so we ate a lot of stuff that we, killed we you know we grew a garden we hunted you know deer rabbits squirrels uh you know birds we ate everything that we killed uh we caught a lot of fish we ate a lot of fish things like that so i mean that's what sustained our family and uh, uh when i got the deer out of the water and and made the kill and everything come to find out the deer had apparently been hit by a car at some point so it had a bad leg and that's probably why it couldn't get away from the dogs in the first place uh so yeah it was a you know it was a mercy killing um the deer was going to be in bad shape and, you know, was, was eventually going to be taken out by a predator anyway. So um, now we should probably preempt this to say that you're not exactly a little guy either. Like, no, no. I, I, I don't no. know if I could actually, and I'm, I'm a, I'm getting to be a pretty big dude now, but I don't know if I could grab a deer by the neck and, and, and strangle it, you know, to, as a mercy killing, you know, whatever. But, uh, you're a big guy. What was it? You used to do powerlifting, right? So what was the, the most you've ever pulled? 
Yeah, so, uh, well, I did powerlifting. I did strongman competitions, Scottish Highland Games, and Olympic weightlifting. And uh, <laughs> the biggest pull I ever did would have been, like, in a strongman contest. I, I did um, 555 pounds. I missed it 570 that day. And then, other than that, probably a heavier weight, but I can't give you an accurate estimate. In a strongman contest, I've, I've deadlifted the back of a vehicle before. It was a 2018 uh, Nissan can't remember the exact car Altima or something like that we had it on a little device when you had to you know use these handles and and deadlift the back end of the car i picked the car up for four reps um that was probably the actual heaviest lift that i ever did but i have no way of knowing how much it was so but i you know i've pulled over 500 pounds you know many many times that's amazing all right well that's uh and and now you got a cool story out of it because not only have you done it but uh sounds like uh, somebody that you you envy is as has done it now as well Yep. And then another little uh, news story that came up this week, not really, I don't guess, news worthy because uh, not a whole lot has come out about it, you know, but North Korea is firing some missiles again over there. Um, yeah, I didn't get a whole lot of details about what's going on. I know that, you know, people have, have mentioned it and are talking about it. Um, I hadn't heard a whole lot from President Trump uh, about this, and I don't know exactly what they were testing or what the capability of these missiles are over there, but obviously anytime they start firing, any kind of missiles or rockets or anything. Uh, there's several other countries, you know, besides South Korea, obviously, United States, you got Japan, China, everybody uh, gets pretty tense about it. So I don't know if you heard anything else about that. I, I didn't get a whole lot of info on it. I'm sorry. And in, in, I'm, I'm trying to work on the volume. So Lisa Shirk says she can barely hear you. So I was trying to work on that. Uh, and so run that back by me one more time. Uh, just you know, the fact that North Korea had been firing some missiles again over there this week. Um, I don't, I don't know exactly what the capability of the missiles were, or the rockets, or whatever they were shooting, but uh, obviously it starts causing concern again whenever they're starting to fire any kind of missiles or anything. Well, as of ten hours ago, ABC News went to and posted up saying that North Korea says that Kim actually supervised the latest rocket launcher test. Um, says uh, North Korea said Saturday its leader Kim Jong. Supervise another test firing of a new multiple rocket launcher system that could potentially enhance the country's ability to strike targets in South Korea, uh, Korea and U.S. military bases that are there. Um, it looks so like some short-range rockets, then. Yeah, yeah. It looks like uh, the reports came a day after South Korea's military said it detected North Korea firing projectiles twice into the sea off its eastern right. coast in its third round of weapons tests in just over a week. So three rounds of weapons tests in just over a week, and this is uh, this is really interesting too because uh, I, I like how the article points out that uh, it would have the ability to take out the U.S. military bases that are located in South Korea whenever. Uh, wouldn't that be a conflict uh, with with us? I mean, what's going on here? Well, and, that, and that's what I was looking at. I hadn't heard President Trump say much about it. Um, you know, I guess because they are you know short range missiles, but still. You know, if it's cause for concern for South Korea, then it's certainly cause for concern for us, um, as well as Japan and China. You know, usually would chime in on these kind of things as well. So um, not exactly what we want to be seeing from, from North Korea right now. But, uh, you know, I don't know. We we can't go in and tell other countries, you know, exactly what they can and can't do as much as some people think that we could. You know, we certainly wouldn't let anybody do that to us and tell us what we could test and not test. So it's kind of a slippery slope that we go down there. Yeah, well, and, and especially now, you know, I mean, Trump's been seen a couple of times shaking hands with Kim, so I'm, I'm sure that's going to cause all kinds of conflict in there. Yep. So let's let's try to keep it straight, yeah? 
Yep. All right, we got about Start a minute and a half. What else you want to talk about? Man, that's I had one more story this week that I had ready to go, but I cannot remember what it was. And like I said, I, uh, Boone had told me a different time on the show, so I was actually out of the house doing some things this morning and kind of got caught unprepared. I cannot remember what the fourth story I had uh, had ready was. Ah, oh, see, that's what happens. You miss us so much, you end up getting caught up in the details. Military Times Boone, is definitely a good resource Boone gave me for you. Bad guys. info, man. Boone, Boone told me the wrong time for the show. So I'm blaming it on Boone. He's not there to defend himself, so it's even easier for me to attack him. But Boone so doesn't even know if he's in East fault. Coast or West Coast these days. He's back and forth so yeah. much. Yeah, but, he definitely uh, gave me bogus time on the show, but I'm glad the show's moved back to the weekend. You know, that's exciting. I think we'll get a lot more live listeners, you know, like you said, on the stream, on the website, on Facebook, um, you know, and. Uh, that's when we used to have it, you know, in the previous iterations back in the past. So, um, well, I'll tell you what, I just pulled up a, a new slot. I pulled up a couple of new news stories that we can talk about when we get back from this commercial break, Chris. So stick around. We'll come back into it. Boone's now walking into the studio with his pretty face. I'll tell you what, he needs about another hour of beauty sleep. This is Shane White Cloud, soon to be joined <laughs> by the famous Boone Cutler on American Warfighter Radio. Wynema Ranch Wild Horse Sanctuary, a preserve dedicated to keeping America's wild mustangs and burros running free. Wynema Ranch, 29 miles north of Reno near Hallelujah Junction, an amazing site to visit. Over 130 of God's majestic animals at home on the range. Experience the beauty and wonder. Give at WynemaRanch.com. That's W-Y-N-E-M-A Ranch.com or call 775-384-4444. Wynema Ranch. Excuse me. I know you have a nine o'clock, so I'll keep this short. I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me, get granular, keep me in the pipeline. But nada, nothing. Don't you remember the McKittrick presentation? You spilled coffee on me, and I still looked amazing during the breakout talkback Q&A. So, I think it's time for me to move on. I've got a great resume, and I absolutely crush it in interviews, okay? Let's make this a clean break. Shift the paradigm. The only thing I ask is that you think outside the box here and do this. Take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. As humans, we ask ourselves all kinds of questions. But what if we were forced to ask ourselves a question every day that affected the outcome of the most basic things, the most important things in our lives? The question is, what is your sexual orientation or gender identity? And the answer is the difference between keeping your job or getting fired. The answer is the difference between staying in your home or getting evicted. The answer is the difference between receiving medical treatment or not. Because in 31 states, it's legal to discriminate against people based on their answer to this question. LGBT Americans have the right to say, I do, but they don't have the same basic rights as everyone else. Get the facts at beyondido.org. Brought to you by the Gill Foundation and the Ad Council. has taken everything and everyone I've ever loved away from me. Everything. 
I blew my ankle out and I got prescribed pain pills by my doctor. If making my detox public is gonna help somebody, I'm all for it. I just wish I would've had a warning. Opioid dependence can happen after just five days. Know the truth, spread the truth. A message from Truth, the Ad Council, and ONDCP. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Oh, we're on the air? In a world where magic carpet actually stands for maritime augmented guidance with integrated controls for carrier approach and recovery, precision enabled technologies. You're listening to military veterans Boone Cutler and Shane Whitecloud on American Warfighter Radio. All right, we're back, and it uh, looks like uh, any of you that are listening or tuning in from Texas, prayers going out to you. There's a uh, active shooter situation currently going on at the Walmart near uh, Cielo Vista Mall in El Paso, it looks like. Uh, this just came through, confirmed 18 people were shot inside a Walmart. Mm. Uh, the extent of the injuries is unknown at this time. El Paso police and multiple other law enforcement agencies responding to a shooting at the Walmart. An active shooter situation still not in control yet. Of course, these were posted up. It looks like there's actually video posted up. I can't share that. Maybe uh, Craig has a way of doing that eventually. But uh, there are people being escorted out of the Walmart uh, and through the parking lot of that mall area. Um, so yeah, again, lots of, uh, prayers going out to those guys. Um, it says as of about 20 minutes ago, shooter was reported at shopping center in El Paso shortly before 11 AM, uh, local time that's in Texas. They're two hours ahead of us, Boone, just to keep you on track. Cause I know how you are with time. First responders are rushing to the scene and multiple SWAT teams are responding so, again, thoughts and prayers going out there. We'll try to keep you updated as we get that. And uh, also in other news, more than two dozen missing Korean war troops just identified from returning uh, are being returned. Their remains are being returned so that they can be laid to rest. Korea. Correct. Outstanding. So, yeah, uh, more of the MIAs being brought home, um, which is nice. And it looks like the veteran unemployment rate rose in July. Um, about 316,000 former military members uh, still jobless. And searching for employers, uh, and that's not just in our area. Close, I'm, I'm pretty sure our area has a big chunk of those. So that's that's currently what's going on. You get anything else, Chris? Uh, yeah, just a little small story. Um, the uh, so President Trump signed yesterday signed a new uh, defense spending bill, uh, about 1.4 uh, trillion dollars. This was a bipartisan bill passed, and you know through Congress. So both sides of the aisle, I guess, were. We're happy with it for the most part. Some of the more conservative Republicans weren't thrilled with it uh, because they're just borrowing, you know, more and more money to do this. This will give some more defense spending, some more money for some Pentagon projects, and will uh, avoid future government shutdowns. So um, Pelosi and the Democrats were happy with it. I guess the uh, the overall Republican Party was as well, and President Trump, I guess, wanted to avoid any more potential government uh, shutdowns and, uh, of course, still looking to get more money for the border. Uh, but this will give more money to the Pentagon and to the Defense Department. So, you know, I'm sure probably half the people think it's a good thing and half the people disagree with it. But it's uh, it's signed into law now, so it's passed. What do you think, Boone? 
Well, I think uh, I think getting money on the street and getting out to the people that need the money to do the good thing is the right thing rather than sit on it and have no action uh, through the Congress at all anyway. So as long as we're, we're doing that and we're getting money on the street and uh, everything is going good with the economy, I think that's the right way to do things because uh, let the people do stuff with the money instead of the government do stuff with the money. I think we're going to be uh, further faster. That's my opinion on it. I absolutely agree on that one. Hey, Chris, thanks yep. for joining us, brother. We're going to let you go and get our next big talker in here, but uh, it's really good to hear you, man. We'll talk to you later, all right? All right, brother. Y'all have a good day. Take, Take it care. easy, bullethead. Love you, man. Love you too, brother. Out there. Out. So, Boone. Yo, brother. Uh, Chris threw you under the bus a little bit, said you gave him the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, sure. He did throw me under the – I gave him the wrong time? What did I tell him? Uh, probably You probably gave him East Coast time as being our time. Oh, so Renee actually wrote on the on the Facebook too and said, "Hey, is it supposed to be this time or this time?" And so I had I made sure I put up Central Standard and Eastern Standard times and all that other. Fun you know, stuff, you can't but, take Boone anywhere. You yeah. can, but he'll probably screw something up. Well, usually it's just what the it way is, it goes. Is you get used to a routine, you change that routine, and now I, you got to stay on top. Oh, of I, I double involved. booked. I mean, for people that don't know, I had a call this morning that I had to take uh, at ten o'clock, and I got the message yesterday. Say, hey, can we talk tomorrow at ten o'clock? And I was like, sure, no problem. I'm totally available tomorrow at 10 o'clock, not realizing I'm supposed to be on air with my, my buddy here, Shane Whitecloud. And so it was like, <laughs> hey, Shane, uh, last night I was like, oh, sh- crap. I've got to be on air, but i got to take this call. And then that's when I reached out to you and said, hey, I flubbed this thing. And that's all good, man. I got, covered for you. I told you him did. you were at Starbucks flirting with the <laughs> I was at Starbucks. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I was not. I was in the parking lot talking on the phone. Uh, yeah, we got Stu, Steve Elmore coming on. That's going to be very, very interesting. I don't know if you know, but this last uh, couple weeks ago, uh, or last week, I, I was in um, Denver for the premiere and for this film festival with Steve Elmore, who is the director producer of Unprescribed. And this uh, thing got some awards too, didn't it? Uh, yes, it won. The, what's that? Oh, no, I think that's Steve. Oh, Steve, are you there? The Denver, yeah. We, the I said Den- for this film festival with Steve Elmore. I'm listening to myself talk uh, to myself uh, now. Yeah, Steve, you got to turn your stream off. Too, oh, that's you know? what yes. it is. Yeah, Steve, you got Steve to is take, watching the stream, the stream and you can turn hear the, the stream off. Speaker oh, through his computer. Yeah, I'm here. I said, this is great. I love this. It's my favorite. Okay, let me turn the radio at its finest. This is fun. Okay, can you all hear me? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you, Steve brother. Steve is here. On? Steve, how you doing, hey. brother? Doing great. Thank you for having me. Hey, man, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, we're here with Shane Whitecloud. We're talking about Unprescribed, and the most exciting thing that's gone on recently is this uh, is the film festival we just went to out in Denver, and uh, I thought it was well-received. You won the award for Be the Change, the award for Unprescribed. I thought that was fantastic. We're going to go on to, to other film festivals now, but why don't we get people kind of dialed in, man? I mean, yeah. first of all, what is it about, and why were you interested in putting it together? And, and really quick, before we dive into this, you got about five minutes, and then we're going to go into a commercial break. So really just hammer home the message of this, and then we're going to come back and get into some deeper details. And then we can talk. Yeah, man, give us the overview. Give us the skinny. Give us the five W's. Hit it. Ready? Go. All right. The five W's. Where, when, why, how. Unprescribed was a film I made and just released um, that deals with veterans um, taking care of their, their war-related traumas uh, by using medical cannabis. Sorry, I got distracted. The screen made some my countdown here. Uh, 
Unprescribed was brought to me by a couple of veterans who were doing a, a grow of their own in the Midwest. They're going to be one of the first. It's a very conservative area. Um, I was all on board about helping veterans, only I was kind of a naysayer about the benefits of, of medical cannabis. And uh, But once I started working with these guys, I realized that there's really some honest-to-God science behind medical cannabis and helping our veterans. Uh, everything from TBI to PTSD to seizures and, and a whole gambit. Mm -hmm. And once I learned that there was actual science behind using cannabis as a medical, I decided, yeah, this film has to be made. Well, the deal fell through with those guys, and I was already convinced that this is a story that needs to be told. And so I took it upon myself to produce the film that we now know is unprescribed. And so for the last two years, I've been traveling the country, getting testimonies from veterans like Boone all around um, and just showing how cannabis is actually making a change in their lives. And so I'm out trying to share that story with with the rest of the world so that we can make a change with the federal government and try to get marijuana off of the Schedule One list so that we can use it as real medicine, because, as you know, when we talk about the drug schedule, a Schedule One drug means there is no medical value. Right. And that's ludicrous because we've already proven it. The problem is, for all the conspiracy theorists out there, we got big pharma, big tobacco, and big government all with their hands trying to prevent something that any of us can easily grow in our own backyard. So that's where I came up with Unprescribed. And part is of unprescribed, being that I'm a part of the the, uh, the 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 movie itself, the documentary, I know a little bit. But let me ask you this: It was not. This was an interesting thing that I, I learned about you. It was not easy for you to get this thing started because at the time when you wanted to start producing this thing, you were working for an employer that was a little bit uh, uh, maybe not excited about it. Is that accurate? Yeah, I was working at the Pentagon, and that's another reason why I made this story. So there's some personal, selfish motivation behind it, and I'll be honest about that. The fact that I held a top-secret security clearance, I worked for uh, General Mattis in the, in, the, uh, in the press corps at the Pentagon. I, as a user, as a federal employee, could not use medical cannabis, or I'd risk everything. I would lose my job if I ever came up positive for it. Right. And so by you going out there and saying, hey, you know, in my off time, I'm going to be making a pro cannabis, a medical cannabis uh, film, uh, you know, kind of uh, kind of like a, a little a little sharp stick in the eye saying, you know, since I can't do it, I think people need to be aware of how positive this thing is. Did you get any pushback or, or was that difficult to do? Well, you know, your day job is is working for Mattis with a top secret clearance. But on the weekends, you're talking about smoking weed. Yeah, and it's one thing that I had established right off the bat, again, because of the whole risk about my job. One of the nice things about working for the, the Department of Defense's outreach department, I actually worked right next door with the Hollywood, uh, the folks that work with the Hollywood producers. And I simply went in and I, and I talked to them about my intentions, and they gave me the, the advice about what I can and what I can't do because – you know, this is America. We have free speech. And that was the one blessing that I had in making this film is they can't stop me from doing it because it's something that I'm doing in my free time. As long as I'm not representing myself as a federal employee and as long as I'm not smoking with the veterans while I'm doing it, we're all good to go. Uh, and the other thing was don't do anything on company time. So 
it has been a struggle working weekends and nights, and my kids are happy to finally see me again. I wait, know we're getting ready to go to commercials. So I, I, really I got to ask you really quick, though, Steve. Uh, yeah. Has it been difficult separating professional from personal? Because in a, I have a situation that's kind of similar, um, where a job that I've agreed to take on is a federal job, and uh, it's it's I'm not allowed to do certain things that I used to be allowed to do whenever it comes to talking about things like that uh so we'll come back to that right after the commercials because i really want to get your thoughts on that shane white cloud finally joined by boone cutler and yep. we've got steve uh, on the comms right now talking about his new movie uh unprescribed we'll get back to it on american warfighter radio stand by stand by we'll be right back Listening to American Warfighter Radio with Shane Whitecloud and Boone Cutler, eliminating the stigma associated with the word veteran. On air, online, every Wednesday from 1 till 3. Be sure to like their Facebook page to watch live, comment, share, and catch up on past episodes of American Warfighter Radio. I really like the voice guy, but uh, we got to change that now that we're on Saturdays. We are on Saturdays. Yeah, because today's it said Saturday. Wins. It said Wednesday, 1 to 3, and that's probably why you told Chris 1 o'clock. I'm pretty Did sure. Did I tell him 1 o'clock? You told him a different time. I'm assuming 1 o'clock because 10, that's 11, when 12, we were. 1. That doesn't fit in any way at all. You know, <laughs> I can't even make an excuse for that one being a time zone issue. Well, I mean, if you if you want to get technical, what uh, is that? That's, uh, it is 1 o'clock Eastern Standard. So there you go. It's not an Easter standard, though. Yeah, but that's probably where you went with it. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was giving him. I was giving him the uh, in Germany because I want to make sure people know what time to get on in Germany. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> you know, if he can't if he can't convert that to a Pacific standard. These headset time, mics, man. You go laughing and it just like that's blows really your fault. eardrums out. Back on the show, we got Steve Elmore, the director producer of Unprescribed. Unprescribed is a what do we call it, man? What's the tagline? It is a documentary about what? Uh, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you now. Okay. Oh, good. All right. So, uh, oh, see, that's the thing. I haven't come up with a good tagline, so I need for this film because it is. As I'm traveling the world, the story. As I travel coast to coast, the stories are all the same. I'll, I'll give you a tagline. I'll let you use it. I haven't let anybody use it. <laughs> if we say it works, how can anybody say it doesn't? All right. What is it? I just that's said. What he, that's what he said. If he we said. say it works, how can anybody say it doesn't? If we say it works, how can you oh. say it doesn't? Gotcha. Because that's, 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 that's a campaign. That's, that's a campaign. That's a good one. If we say it works, how can you say it doesn't? Short, short and sweet yeah. to the point, right? Right. Okay. Right. And then we had we had uh, Ashley from the Colorado Normal said a good quote because I guess her her a family member of hers died in combat. Or, or, so we can't remember which one because I was just getting side feed. But she said life is not a video game, and I think it has to do with the beginning of the film where I have Josh Josh Frey, a veteran uh, from a Purple Heart recipient from Fallujah, had actually provided me some more footage of where he was, including the footage from the journalist who is embedded with him so as uh, Boone was talking about a minute ago about it's not like your typical documentary it's kind of like a war film at the beginning and uh, I think having that made an impact on her and and I kind of might roll with that life is not a not, life is not a video game you can't just respawn 
We come back broke. Can't just respawn. I like that. That's actually pretty deep too. Yeah. A little bit longer yeah. than yours. A little bit longer. But I I, I like what uh, I liked what we had going on there. I think there was a lot of support and you know being part of an activist film festival uh, as part of a veteran group. Yeah. Most people don't pull those two things together, but it was so well received. Uh, like I said, I want to congratulate Steve on his award. Uh, the Be the Change Award, I think, is pretty fantastic. Yeah, and you some posted other, it up on Facebook. That yeah, was pretty cool. The Be the Change Award and the the uh, the the roundtable, the little discussion we had after the film uh, with the group that saw the showing. Steve, what do you think about that, man? Because I watched it from from beginning to end, and anybody who wants to see that, we'll put it up on the Facebook page. Uh, I think there's a lot of tools in there. Like for those that are that want to understand more about the cannabis space and how it's used for ailments and stuff, I think there's a lot of tools in there. It's, it's very educational. I, it was more than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it, I was uh, I was really impressed by it myself. It went a whole lot better than expected. We didn't need to prompt everybody. The conversation kept going and going and going. We had a uh, a panel of of members from the film along with some experts in the field. Um, including uh, somebody from Normal. We had a, a marijuana doctor there and a, uh, a representative from Veterans for Natural Rights. And the conversation was, it, it just exploded. And I wish it could have been longer. We actually got an hour out of it. And I have that on, on YouTube. And I'll be sharing that to my, my page. Well, actually, I shared it to our Facebook page already. We'll probably get it up on the website. But it's definitely worth checking out. So yeah, if we can get a link up there. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, we need to start sharing that around more, and I hope it gets the attention. Unprescribed. When are you pro When are you projecting it actually is available to the masses? When is that going to happen? Well, the whole goal of the film festivals is to try to get uh, the scouts to pick it up for distribution. Okay, uh, it's it's part of the marketing phase. So we're in that hurry up and wait, be patient thing. Uh, again, I've been working on the film for about two years now, and patience has been paying off because we're getting closer to that point we're at that place now where we're starting to get the publicly screened uh, or get it publicly screened uh, one thing with the festivals is they all want to be the first there's a lot of stipulations right. that are written in there that oh well we won't show this like there's there's a festival in denver that said they won't show it if uh if it's already been shown in right. the greater colorado area so that we're going to see a lot of that coming up um so yeah. i have to play the game but once we get it get enough exposure out there, um, we're going to run with it. So this time next year, I think, is when we're going to really start seeing some some solid uh, time frames. So really quick, just to, to reiterate that, because a lot of people don't understand how the film world works. But uh, when you make a movie, you can't just throw it out there and everybody sees the movie. It just doesn't work like that, especially if you want it to go to film festivals, because whenever it goes to film festivals, like he said, it's proprietary. Like the Austin Film Festival is one of the worst ones because – they don't want no offense anybody. to those in Austin, right? No offense to them, <laughs> but it, what I'm saying is, is that the the rules right. are the strictest because uh, if you want it to be shown at the Austin Film Festival, it can't have been seen at any other festival whatsoever. Like mm. it literally, if if you they they want you to send them like a, a Vimeo or a YouTubers a, a link or a DCP file, and it has to have no views, zero, whenever they get it. Otherwise, they they'll reject it. Um, and in some and some are less. Um, strict whenever it comes to these things, but um, and then it has to be in rotation for a certain period of time before you can release it. Like you have to agree not to release it right right away. Okay, it, it just got an award at the festival. We're going to release it now. So uh, that being said, 
We're going to come back into more details of unprescribed. And um, Steve, if you are uh, also tuned in on the Facebook feed, if you could post a link up to the page for unprescribed so we can at least start I, I can get it going. because I can put it on the main wall. Okay, because I that. typed in the search bar and it pulled up 50 million unprescribed. Yeah, no, so I'll, I'll get it squared we'll away. We'll come back to that right after the commercial break. It's Shane Whitecloud with the one and only, the world famous. Boone Cutler. And we'll be right back. American Warfighter Radio. We're talking to Victor from Precision Diamonds. Victor, where do I go to get my jewelry fixed? You need to come to Precision Diamonds and meet Mo. Mo is the best jeweler in town. He's been with me 17 years. He has an amazing following. Everything's done in-house. You'll be surprised how many customers, how many friends will not let anybody else touch their jewelry except for Moses. Mo is a part of your family. He is my nephew. Uh, He is the future of the business. Uh, We've created a design center where we can create, design exactly what you're looking for. And if it's just a matter of coming in, let us inspect it, clean it, so make sure that everything's safe, everything gets done while you wait. If you have a very specific job to be done that needs to be done while you wait, let's call us, come on in, let's set up an appointment. He'll talk to you and tell you the whole process of what he's doing while you wait, while you watch him. This way there's never a question about what was done. And he guarantees everything. So see at Precision Diamonds. Absolutely. Come and see us. Thank you, Victor. Precision Diamonds, your local jeweler across from the convention center. Ready for a live game of Clue? For nearly 30 years, Fun Time Theater has held private and monthly dinner murder mysteries. Each night is different, and each event includes dinner and a show. You're the detective, and your job is to figure out who did what to who and why. At the end of the night, a super sleuth and not-so-super sleuth are awarded prizes. This is a great event for a birthday or holiday party and team-building events for your office. Visit FunTimeTheater.com to make your reservations and use promo code RADIO for $5 off each admission. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ, a Lotus Broadcast Station, the power of radio since 1967. You're listening to the King of Crocs, Boom Cutler, and Master of Ceremonies, Shane Whitecloud, two battle buddies with a mission to share veteran news, resources, and interviews on American Warfighter Radio. 
All right, it's Shane White Cloud, Boone Cutler in the studio, American Warfighter Radio. Uh, we got kind of a discombobulated show. Listen, these aren't glitches. <laughs> these are straight up mistakes. <laughs> just so anybody knows. <laughs> Boone, just remember, it's TBI, bro. No, it's I don't know it's, what it is. He I think plays it's just, it. He plays you know what? Since I got money. back from Denver, I, it, things just haven't been right. I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was the ozone we were at. I don't know. Some things just have not been clicking for me. But uh, but right now we've got Steve Elmore on the on the radio show. He's talking about unprescribed. Yeah. And before we go on any further, I think it's fairly interesting. Uh, we just got like five ten minutes here. Then we're going to bring on Raj. But give me the down and dirty on the people and what they're going through that that folks will see in the documentary. What are they going right. to see? And and what, what who who's involved in it? What what are the What's the what's the storyline? All right. Well, one thing that I was kind of going over in my mind the other day, and I'm, I'm sort of my own worst critic. And uh, the one positive thing that I pulled out of the film personally was that it hits all the marks. We and it, it's not like I just randomly got some some vet and some talking head to talk about marijuana. I've actually got uh, several veterans. I've got family members. I've got moms. I've got spouses. I've got warfighters. I have people in the industry, uh, and I have uh, even Dr. Sue Sisley, who's the main researcher in the efficacy of cannabis, is in the film. Mm -hmm. And so we have all these people putting in all these different perspectives from personal testimonies, from how they were injured in the war and how they're healing now to family members and uh, and how they're all coping together. Uh, because, you know, uh, what's happening with just – well, let's let's break it down because I can maybe I can help with this little part. One of the things, one of the people involved is uh, Mama Lutz, Mama Janine Lutz, mm -hmm. whose son uh, took his own life, and he took his own life secondary to being prescribed uh, medications that uh, caused suicide. And it right. was in his medical records that he should not be prescribed these medications. He was prescribed those medications again, and he took his own life. And it's her contention, it's my contention, it's the contention of a lot of people that had he had legal access to medical marijuana, he would still be alive today because he wouldn't have been taking the, the drugs that, 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 that took his own life, mm -hmm. that caused him to take his own life. Second, we've got... Uh, uh, Josh Freon, who is a warfighter, served in Fallujah, not one but two Purple Hearts, traumatic brain injury, and he's also shot in the shoulder. He spent a lot of time recovering at the Balboa Medical Center there in uh, Balboa, California, in Southern California. And his whole life, he goes into talking about how, you know, hey, these were the things I was dealing with when I came home. He talks about going through the, the medical system in the military. He talks about the zombie dope. He talks about how that was affecting his, his life. His wife also does a cameo in the, in the, in the show talking about the, the way Josh was when he came home and the things that were going on and how productive, how much more productive he's become by, by using medical cannabis. So when we're talking about this film, we're talking about, talking one-on-one -on -one with the warfighters who have been through this whole situation. It's not like they didn't try everything that Big Pharma offered. They tried it. They right. tried it. They tried it over and over and over again. It did not work. They found something that did work, but now they've got to deal with the with the rigmarole of a, you got to come out of pocket for yourself. Two, you got to deal with the stigma of the whole situation. And, and three, I think is is the most important thing is that uh, beyond stigma, you're dealing with people in the populace who keep associating cannabis with Cheech and Chong. And that's not what we're talking right, about. Right, am I right. right or am I wrong, Steve? Talk to me. 
No, absolutely. And that was this breaking the stigma is what this is all about. Like I said, I was I was a skeptic. I, I came into the film originally thinking, well, all right, we'll look at the pros and we'll look at the cons. I'll get people who are who are for it and who are against it. And ultimately, I was I was sold on it myself. And so I, I, I got all these testimonies from all these people about, you know, how they were just just too many drugs. And I don't know, you said it all. Yeah, yeah, I said it all. I, I, I said, you know what? If I can get to the studio, I'm actually pretty good, Shane. You yeah. know, but I, I've got to be able <laughs> to get here, and and most of the time I will be dressed, uh, and that's a good thing. Uh, but yeah. as far as getting everybody else to show up and giving times and and show prep, this is one of the few jobs that doesn't require you to wear pants. So I think you're covered there. I'm wearing pants. Today. Nobody can see anything Nobody except can see from anything. the waist up. You're good. Outstanding. Okay, Steve, we're going to kick you out of here, man. What's the next step? What should people be looking for when it comes to the film Unprescribed and what you've got going uh, before, on? Hold on. Before we jump into that. Before I do have, we jump into yeah, that. Yeah, I have one question, though, Steve. Go uh, for so it. So I know you said you you funded this whole project. This is your baby. This is your thing. But this could be something that turns out to be huge. What are your plans to come out of that? Like, say all of a sudden you get financial backing or you end up getting, are you looking at uh, nonprofit organizations? Are you looking at doing another movie? Are you, what are you looking at doing with this? Actually, I'm looking at both of those things. I'm glad you asked that one. So we've already caught the attention of a veteran activist in Canada and he has already given us the green light to help fund a sequel to this film that we're going to call Prescribed. And it's all about covering what's working in Canada. Because for those who don't know, they legalize medical cannabis and veterans over there are using it to treat their, their trauma. Mm -hmm. He founded an organization called Marijuana for Trauma and now he has a new group called the GAF or the Give a F*** Foundation. Basically, that's... <laughs> Make sure we... Can we beep that out? <laughs> the Give a F*** Hey, 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 Steve, Steve. It's the global... Steve. Steve, we're on, we're on mainstream radio, man. You can't yeah. say the F word. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, so the Global Alliance Fund is a, is a, an opportunity for veterans to come together for healing. And so he flies people out for retreats. They go they go camping. They go on the water. They they commune together, and and they all and they all do this, and... And there's marijuana there, and they, they heal together. Good. Um, so we're going to make a film following up on that. Another charity that I'm, I'm really considering, and I, I was really impacted by them when I was at the Spartan Pledge in Florida, was the twenty was the uh, Mission 22. Uh, because, you know, we got Save Us 22 plus one song in here. There's a big portion of the film dedicated to veteran suicides and trying to create awareness in that. And I believe marijuana can help. Outstanding. Uh, so if, if the my biggest goal is, again, like I said, you don't make a, a, a documentary to make money. If I could break even with that, any other additional funds, I might consider turning Allegiance Films into a nonprofit and dedicate some of that money to some of these organizations that are helping veterans. You're a good man, Steve. You're a good man. With that, we're going to kick you out of here. Go check out Steve on Facebook at Unprescribed. Look for his film, excuse me, Allegiance Films. Allegiance yes. Films on Facebook. Look for Unprescribed. Scroll the whole page. There's a lot of good information on there. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna do some follow-ups in the near future. Some way, somehow, we'll figure that out. And we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye to you now. Thanks for coming on the show, Steve. All right. Thank you, Boone. Thank you, Shane. All right, brother. Take care. I look forward to talking with you in the future. Outstanding. Uh, next up, we got Kieran on the line, right? We do not have Kieran on the line. Okay, Roger. I, I if you're can out only there do listening. one at a time. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, remember Skype, we can only do one, and it, like if he goes to Skype somebody else in, it'll immediately cut off the other person. Oh, okay. So well, let me make sure that's ready to rock. I know Raj is in our, uh, she, he, he's been watching the American Warfighter radio feed, and he's been making comments. In fact, he was the one that, that posted up the IMDb for the movie. So, uh, Raj, just go ahead and uh, expect a Skype call here shortly. Yeah, so it's coming through now, and he has connected. All right, there yeah, we go. Raj is on just like that. Hey guys, my, there he is, my right. man Raj. How you doing, brother? Good man. How's it going, guys? Uh, it's going good, man. It's been better, but it's been worse. It's always better when you're around. So I want to thank you for coming <laughs> on the show today. Hey, do us a favor. Don't give Craig a heart attack. Uh, refrain from cussing on the show because we are on mainstream radio. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, yeah, we're I, not I just internet. That. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's always a good laugh. It was, it was, it was funny for those who weren't watching behind the scenes as I was watching Craig going, literally oh. falling out of his chair. And then he did it twice. I think it was three times. Three times. Yeah, he was holding up his fingers as it happened. So that's fantastic. Were you able to bleep those out at least, Craig? No, I don't. Didn't have the delay on. I haven't had people. Wow. So AM radio just got a little color today. Yeah. <laughs> All seven people heard it. <laughs> Jeez. We're going to get complaints. We're going to get calls. Uh, okay. Well, we got Raj on the line. Raj, help me out, man. I know your first name's Karen. Everybody calls you Raj. Help me say your last name so I don't just butcher it for everybody. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, this is the first time I've ever heard this problem before. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> Go ahead. It's it's Raj Bandari. Bandari. That's easy. Bandari. Bandari, yeah. Bandari. Bandari or Pendari? Bandari with a B. Raj, Raj Bandari, yeah. Bandari, so the H is right. silent. Got it. And so I, I'm guessing you're Canadian. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my uh, my it's dad's from Scotland, Nepal, where Mount Everest is. Outstanding, outstanding. Okay, well, let's talk about this real quick. We're, we're going to talk about a couple things, but uh, I've known Raj for a, a little while now. He's a great guy. We had a connection at a very interesting connecting point, but I want to talk about that with Raj. We just got about a little bit more than a minute before we go to break, uh, but uh, we're, we're going to get into a couple things. But, Raj, let's first talk. You've never served in the military, but you have a unique connection to the military. Would you like to discuss that uh, just for a minute, and then we're going to go to break come back and get a little bit deeper into it sure sure well uh, i'm a gold star family member uh my brother Dinesh was was killed uh, in grenada um, um it was obviously an a, a incredibly powerful moment in my life and in our family's life and in the lives of those that served with him um you know uh i lost one brother and i have gained tens of thousands of brothers and mm. sisters you know as a result of it um it's been an incredibly powerful not only moment in my life but a very powerful force in my life, you know, moving forward. Um, I've had a great opportunity to meet and work with some incredible veterans because of it. Um, Boone, you're one of those as well, um, for a short period of time. And, you know, it's, uh, it was an incredibly sad moment in our life, but it was also a very important, important moment for us. Now that we know a little bit about Raj, we're going to take a break and come back and a little bit deeper into the weeds. Stand by to stand by. We'll be right back. Carson City Motorsports presents professional short track motorcycle races at Carson City's Fuji Park Rodeo Grounds, August 23rd and 24th. Hey, we added an extra night. Friday night is family night. Purchase an adult ticket and receive a child's ticket free at visitcarsoncity.com. See top professional racers from across the USA do battle both Friday and Saturday night, August 23rd and 24th, 7 p.m. Fuji Park Rodeo Grounds, Carson City. Someone is going down. 
Home at Last opens doors to family, to freedom, to finally making it yours. Home at Last, a program of the Nevada Rural Housing Authority, opens doors to rural home buyers with incomes of up to $135,000, providing down payment assistance of more than $22,000, plus access to our exclusive pet adoption program. From Gardnerville to Fernley to Carson City and even Sparks, rural happens here in every county in Nevada. Learn more at homeatlastnv.org. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has mom my. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Betty can't say that in reverse. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ, a Lotus Broadcast Station, the power of radio since 1967. The military has language all its own, made entirely of acronyms and abbreviations, such as Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. You're listening to American Warfighter Radio with two bands, Boone Cutler, Shane Whitecloud. Who are you? That's badass mother <laughs> for those of you that didn't know. <laughs> that was exciting. You, for those of you that didn't know, they actually did bleep that one out. They did. They did. <laughs> Thank God they bleeped that one out. We can't do that, you know, what four times in one show. You know, you can always tell whenever you're dealing with professional radio, right? And because we, there's a bleep involved? Well, no, because there's usually somewhere behind the scenes a producer who's falling out of his chair trying to grab the switches and levers on the buttons on the, the mixing board and, yeah, and yank them down real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's very, uh, what was that show? Oh, uh, you God. know, the Yellow Brick Road one? Yeah, right. <laughs> 
The wizard? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The wonderful been, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, the Wizard of Oz. He's back there pulling pulling levers. On the show right now, we got Raj. Raj my man. He is a Gold Star family member. We're talking a little bit about that. And we're talking about his brother who lost his life during the during the uh, during the battle there when uh, the United States invaded Grenada. And we're just getting into that. And I think it's very interesting how Raj says, you know, I lost one family member, but I gained so many more. Um, that's beautiful, actually. That's, and that's what the veteran community is. We're, we're one giant family, and all it takes is a phone call. And whether I've met you before or not. I there's mean, a connection. I, yeah, there's a when, connection. When or there you should and I be. sat down, I think our very first meeting was supposed to be at a Starbucks, like at one particular location. But you couldn't and find it. You, you somehow ended up at a totally different one, Yeah. Uh, not the one that we had talked about ladies and gentlemen these <laughs> problems i have are not new <laughs> absolutely not new but we at met all. up and in, in, in uh, instant connection i mean we hugged and, and we started talking and, and now we're doing a show together and and you know we're going to do a lot of great things together moving forward so but that's the way the veteran community is and, and raj uh if i understand correctly you're not a veteran correct that's that's correct I, i'm not my my brother served um with the b2505 82nd airborne um he was actually killed on the 23rd of November in 1983 in a, in a, in a friendly fire incident um, after a patrol. Um, there are uh, 19 other family members who also uh, lost loved ones in that. Uh, in that, um, I was uh, lucky enough um, to uh, go to Grenada last uh, fall with my wife um, for the 35th anniversary, reunion anniversary, and uh, meet these other families for the first time. Um, it was an incredible experience, and, and to meet the, these other uh, uh, Operation Urgent Fury people was just uh, spectacular. Nothing short of amazing. Yeah, it's definitely amazing. Uh, I remember um, it, it's an intru- it's, it is a small world talking about family. Uh, I served in Charlie Company, bro- uh, Charlie Company, 2nd Battalion, 505th Parachute Infantry Regiment. Uh, so uh, literally Charlie Company and bro- our barracks were next, to, were next door to each other. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was pretty interesting meeting Raj and going, oh, wait, 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 this is a little bit because I heard he was a Gold Star family member, and right. it's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. This is a little closer to home than, than most times right. when you meet Gold Star family members. So, you know, that was, a, that was another honor, and that's, a, that's just another one of those things that's, that's so connecting. Uh, but this is an interesting question. I want to ask you this question. I, I know you don't mind answering it, and it might be a little bit difficult to answer, but walk me through this. You see a lot of people who meet Gold Star family members, and when they understand what that is, they go, oh, okay, and there's a sense of reverence, but then people don't know what to say. And so I like to ask Gold Star family members, you know, what is the, what is the appropriate, what is the most appropriate response when they find out, and when people find out, and they want to say something to you good question uh because you know I, i've heard some some people you know gold star family members say well the worst thing you could say is that you know you're sorry for my loss you know I'm, and other family members see it differently what is it that 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 you found among gold star family members as well as yourself that is in a, the most appropriate thing for people to say when they find out mm-hmm well, I think, first of all, if somebody actually understands what a Gold Star family member is, that's a, a good first step over that over that hurdle, right? Right, right. Um, right. And, and, and I do think that, you know, people do oftentimes that they apologize for the loss, um, which I think is also a natural response. Um, and I certainly I certainly find that um, I find that, you know, assuring. Um, I think the other thing is that people will often then want to talk about maybe somebody else that they know. That also served, or they know another Gold Star family member, and I think that's I think that's really a great thing because it's a community within a community, right? Right. 
and and I and I find that I find that personally I find that uh, very reassuring, um, and it just goes to show you how small that community is and how tight that community is, the military community in, in its entirety. Um, so I find that I find that good, and I think also um, you know people understand that those losses um, are to do really great things for our nation and at the end of the day for the world, right? Which is to create and try to maintain a free society, um, you know, throughout, throughout our country um, and defend, you know, uh, other countries that are trying to, you know, conduct their affairs in a similar fashion, hopefully, um, you know, and do good. And I think that uh, it's not just about acknowledging the loss, but what the loss was really for, and at the end of the day, what it really means, right? Mm -hmm. Which is freedom, um, which I think is a critical thing that all people deserve. You know, America out there, if you're listening right now and you're listening to Raj, let me tell you, the sacrifice is real. Mm -hmm. Okay, this stuff doesn't happen around here in our country without people making that sacrifice, but we without being willing to make that sacrifice. And the families are always involved. Mm -hmm. So when you're out there and, and you, you think, oh, it's not a big deal if I do this or I have my freedom of speech rights so I can right. do that. Well, just keep in mind that, yeah, you can do that. This is America. That's what this is all about. Yep. But before you do that, just remember somebody put their ass on the line and somebody might have even lost their ass so you can have that right. right. And so show a little bit of respect because because the sacrifice is 100% real. And we're talking to Raj today. His sacrifice, the sacrifice of his family is real. The reason I wear these black bracelets is because the sacrifice is right. real. And we do not forget our fallen. So if you're out, one of those people out there, or if you're one of those guys who, who really hasn't spoken up, and maybe you've seen some, some really incredulous crap about, our, about people doing things in our country, and you really haven't had the gumption or the courage to stand up and say, hey, that's wrong because the sacrifice is real, well, guess what? Reach down, grab your cojones, and next time you see something, let people know. Speak up. Say something. Right. Say, Let them know that the sacrifice really is real. And, it, and it, it's not about you. It's about the entire structure of our Constitution, of our country. And I just want to appreciate every Gold Star family member out there for their sacrifice, every warfighter that has sacrificed, every warfighter family member that continues to sacrifice. We want to send a shout-out to you and say thank you very much. And, Raj, thank you to you and your family, brother. And you know what else is scary, too, is that back in the day, Blue Star, Gold Star, whenever it was first made, it, people would hang these little flags in their window mm. to be recognized as a Blue Star family, and then it would change to a Gold Star if, if that family member was lost. Now – Gold Star is becoming more of a verbally known thing, and it's sad that it's come to that because there's so many more now, right? I mean, that's that's there's a lot more Gold Star families now than have ever been talked about in the past, uh, and I think maybe it's mostly because it's being verbally communicated more now. There's Gold Star memorials being built recently um, at that recent one that they did at the Nevada State Veterans Home. I, mm -hmm. There was a lot of Gold Star families there, and I didn't realize there was that many from our area, much less from the state of Nevada. No, and that's yeah, scary. It, it is. It is. Well, it, it is, and we want to always show our respect, mm -hmm. and uh, and, th and that's why Raj is on today. And Raj has continued to do fantastic things. It's not just, you know, he understands the sacrifice. He says, you know, hey, you know, I, I lost one family member, but I got so many more. You're very active within the warfighter community, and we also want to send a shout-out. You are a member of... Uh, an owner of Verve, uh, verveforever.com, one of our sponsors of the show, helping warfighters get off the zombie dope, get healthy, uh, get away from some stuff, and, and, and just try and get into CBD and, and more healthy lifestyle living and, and things like that, other things that I'm involved in, and that's another one of our connections. But 
let's talk a little bit about the stuff that, that you're doing and have done within the warfighter community because as you say you lost one family member but you gained so many more and being part of a family comes with responsibility so i just want people to understand that that it's not just something that happened to you you've actually taken action to be a part of this community not just uh on the periphery but actually a, 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 an engaging player can you tell us a little bit about some of the stuff that you've got going on Sure, sure. So I've been a branding and marketing person, you know, ever since I got into college. Um, as I said, my brother, big loss, but the next big event in my life, and I think for many people in this country, was 9-11. Um, and because of that, um, I was asked to uh, create a help uh, Foot Locker Foundation to create an event called On Our Feet. It was on the Intrepid to, to uh, you know, generate revenues for those that uh, were supporting or had, 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 had tried to help after 9-11. Um, I was also asked by Gary Sinise, a great dear friend of ours, to brand and help create the Gary Sinise Foundation for him. And this led me more and more into things that were about supporting veterans. Um, I'm on the advisory board for the SpartaProject.org, which helps veterans um, who have adopted a suicidal uh, ideology. It's a five to six day program to bring them through that. Um, I'm also working with another veteran business called Onyx Technologies building um, stealth cell towers with some technology that they've built and created, which is really fascinating. Um, and then certainly um, I'm also working with Verve. Again, um, I think the guest you had on earlier about prescribed medicines, right? You know, CBD is a great alternative for people um, and it, it can uh, help them in a number of ways. Uh, PTS just being one, inflammation being another, pain, anxiety, et cetera. And so as I've gone through my own career, you know, as a, as a branding and marketing person helping you know, large companies and other people start businesses, more and more of my work and my efforts have been in the veteran community, they've been in the nonprofit community, um, and it's really not necessarily just been about generating revenues, it's been about generating, you know, contributions from people and then giving it and passing it along to those that need it the most. And that really, to me, is a, is a, is a, uh, a very interesting part of my own, my own story that it's, it took a while for it to kind of come full circle for me and be able to understand it and recognize it, but it's clearly, you know, what's driving me right now. We've got to we've got to go to break here in just about twenty seconds. But when we come back, I do want to get into just a little bit about, like you said, it took you a little bit to to kind of come come full circle with these mm -hmm. things. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about self healing, and I think self healing comes through activism okay. and being part of the group where other people are sharing. Self care the same is pain. huge. Yeah, yeah self care. Let's come back to that. This is American Warfighter Radio with Shane Whitecloud and Boone Cutler. Stand by to stand by. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Hector Larson, and this is my point of view. As a student aspiring to become an attorney, one of the main issues I find in the current justice system is the inconceivable amount of inmates in prison for drug crimes. Over 1.6 million people were incarcerated in 2017 for drug law violations. Over 1.3 million of them were for possession alone. Although it may be more than justified to imprison somebody for drug distribution or trafficking them over the border as they perpetrate many of the drug issues in the US, to go to prison for simply having a joint on you is absurd. We spend 47 plus billion dollars on the drug epidemic annually. If we were to stop possession arrests, it would only be 6.9 billion dollars. We cannot soundly put these people into cells next to seasoned criminals as they are not even in the same realm of disobedience. This is not only absurd, but may cause a higher probability of them becoming true criminals themselves. This has been Hector Larson's point of view. Take care. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. 
Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. <sighs> we want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. This is your on-air rally point for veteran news, resources, and events. Keep it locked to American Warfighter Radio. Shane Whitecloud and Boone Cutler. Two warfighters with a mission to keep you informed. Lima Charlie. Lima Charlie, Shane Whitecloud, Boone Cutler, got Raj on the phone. Raj, Gold Star Family Morale. We'll tell you this. Uh, veterans are about the only group of people that I've ever known, and I'm, I'm one of them, that uh, you don't even have to know each other, and you're sticking up for each other. And, and like when, when we met, it was just instant connection because we have that instant connection, right? We have that open door. Gold Star Family members are now part of that instant connection for a completely different reason. I mean, if you want to see somebody get their ass whooped quick, say something bad about a Gold Star family member. Disrespect them in right. public, yeah. Exactly. So there's, there's going to be a problem. Now, Raj, we were talking before we went to the break about how getting involved is, mm -hmm. is for the group, but it's also for you. And can you – is that is, do you find that to be true? A absolutely. Um, you know, like I said earlier, it, it took me a while to understand what was really happening in my own life as I was like a gravitational pull, right? Um, first my brother, then 9-11, you know, then working with the Foot Locker Foundation, then the Gary Sinise Foundation, it just started to pull me more and more in that direction, um, you know, towards, you know, working and working and helping veterans start businesses and becoming more and more involved in the types of things that help support them. And, um, you know, it's, you know, people mature at different levels, right? It takes time. It took time for me to really realize what was actually happening in my life. 
Um, and those and those are phases, right? I mean, it's it's a little yeah. bit at a time. Now, now it, it, just so we can get exactly. into that, because I think it's so so fascinating. As a Gold Star family member, you went through these phases, and at first it was okay. You've been notified. This is this has happened, yeah. and, shock. and and the shock. And then today, you're, you're you're kind of involved yeah. in the whole situation with your own self healing. Tell us what that process is. What what are those steps? What are those stages that you experienced? You know, you know, I, I think. I know there are set stages um, that have been documented, but for me, initially was obviously shock. Um, it was just absolutely, I was dropped to my knees when I got that call. And then I went home and went through the ceremony. About a year later, it really, it really kind of hit me. And I, I was just in tears at the memorial service, uh, you know, a year afterwards. And then I became incredibly angry. Um, and I, I channeled that anger. Um, it gave me an additional power to kind of work through my 20s, if you will, and, and, and work in, in some parts of corporate America and things like that. It gave me a sense of, just a sense of energy, a sense of purpose. And that anger, it dissipated over time and it became, so, it became something else. Um, Does anger still, become honor? Well, I, 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 think, I think in some ways it became gratitude, right? Because mm -hmm. it, fu it fully dawned on me what the loss, what not just my brother's loss, but all of these losses, right? And and, and loss comes in many forms. Not, death is one of them. But, you know, we see more and more wounded warriors now, too. Why? Because medical triage treatments and things like this right. out in the battlefield are so much better than protective equipment. You know, but we see people coming back and we see, you know, PTS. We see the suicide rates just astronomical. It's horrific. And so I think there's a lot of things. There's a lot of work that still needs to be done, you know, by everybody, right? Everybody needs to pitch in here. When that warrior comes home, they need to be brought into society and, and embraced by society, not shunned by society. People don't need to look the other way, you know, whether it's a disgust or whether it's a shame or whether it's a shock, you know, or whatever. Um, it really, we as a society owe it, owe it to these warriors um, to bring them back and embrace them and, and give them great opportunities. He makes a really now, good point. And, and I want to touch on that. That's kind of how I feel about it. Because right, right. when there's Go loss, change. it's a it's it's a personal thing at first, right? Right, and there's that anger that comes with it. But then whenever you realize that there's a bunch of other people that are experiencing the same loss, now it's a group thing, and now I'm, I can share that experience with somebody else who actually understands, right? Because when you lose somebody, the first response you usually get is, "Oh, I understand what you're going through." No, you don't. You don't really know what's going on. You haven't been there, but these people do, and so they can actually share that, and they can share in the grief, and they've come together for that, and and in through doing good, right? I mean, I've said this before on the show, whenever I work with these nonprofits and stuff and, and what Raj is doing through doing good, you start to feel better. You feel like you're actually doing something to honor that memory, to honor that person who sacrificed so that you could actually do these things. And, and now you're putting that work to good use. I mean, he's working with Gary Sinise, man. I'd love to meet that guy, you know, and, and that's and Gary's doing amazing things. He's probably one of the few Hollywood people that nobody can say anything bad about, you know, and, and it's well, amazing. I, I agree. I couldn't I could not agree more. Raj, where are you at right now? I mean, we talked about that anger stage. I think some of the things that you're talking about is very similar to what warfighters go through, because I know there was a right. time when I came home from from Iraq and there was time that was anger and there was time I had my own little pity party. I'm being honest about that. Uh, you know, there were times that, uh, you know, I didn't understand things and my views is kind of, they've kind of flip flopped different ways. And, and now I'm pretty solid on what I think and believe and know about my service. Uh, is it the same thing? Is there, there is there kind of a, a roller coaster ride for, for Gold Star family members too? 
you know, I think I think for for a while there was, particularly in my my thirties and 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 into and into my my early forties, and then I think that you know a transition occurred, um, and and you know we all have an expiration date, and we we never know what that expiration date is, mm-hmm. um, and you know I want to continue to try to do as much as I can within this community, um, and and you know, before my own expiration date, right, is the best way for me to put it. And, and part of scaling how I'm trying to help is to help to create companies because by doing that and, and working with nonprofits, because it spreads that energy out into communities and it grows that energy um, and that effort, you know, across more and more people. And I think that's an incredibly important thing. And obviously, you know, we have incredible amounts of tools now, uh, you know, that, the, you know, the Internet has, you know, fully now, you know, gravitational pull of it um, is significant. And, you know, everybody, you know, we're all carrying these things around with us all the time now. And so the ability to reach out and touch somebody, influence somebody, give them a message, right? Um, tell a story, um, you know, spread that, spread that around is, is very powerful. Um, and true, at the same time, you know, we're inundated with these messages at the same time. And I, and I get that. And I, I understand that. But that's kind of how, for me, in, in terms of how I'm trying to do it, is the more I can help create organizations, the more the things that, that I'm trying to do will have a scale. And they will essentially have a life beyond me. Um, you know, um, you know, and I think the Sinise Foundation is a great example of that, um, you know, where or even the work for Foot Locker, right? The work for Sparta, um, you know. And Verve, I mean, the stuff you're doing so, with Verve is going to exactly. It, it and, changes and stuff, so many. It changes so many lives when people start getting exactly. off the drugs and start getting good sleep and and all this stuff. I'm not trying to turn this into an infomercial, but I do want you. That's yeah, your that's your latest it. phase right there. The VerveForever.com. We've got a, a minute before I have to kick you out of here. Tell us sure. what you're doing there and how that's helping people. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I also had another seminal moment in my life, which was a terrific car accident in 1993, and I had a very lengthy recovery period. Um, you know, a lot of, lot of messed up parts of my body and pain. And it was a big part of it. Inflammation, broken hips, you know, just, I've just been a mess. Um, and about nine, 10 months ago, I had a doctor that had recommended CBD for me and I started taking, and so did my wife. And it was really interesting. It was transformational for me in terms of, cause I was not taking opioids. Um, and it was really helped me. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. It's helping me a lot. And, um, you know, one thing led to another, obviously, knowing other veterans like TK um, and, and, and yourself, obviously, somebody who knows a lot, a lot about the science behind these as well. You know, I'm not a scientist. I'm also the son of a scientist, right? So I have a tendency to really love things that are science-based. And CBD has become one of those passions for me. And it's like if I can help people, and we also created different lines for these audiences, right, whether it's for veterans or athletes or those that have neurological deficiencies. You know, part of the challenge I saw with CBD in general is that it was just kind of like a shotgun out there. No, you're you're, you're just, so you're so true, and I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. I want people to go check no. out those different those different lines at verbforever.com. Neurological, sports performance, and for veterans. I got to kick you out of here, Raj, but I want to have you back on another time, brother. Thank you for coming on the show, man. I, I will right, send people to verbforever.com. Your story as a Gold Star family member, honestly, is golden. Thank you for and, being here, brother. And Raj, uh, if any other Gold Star family member or if any other veteran-based business wants to get a hold of you, go ahead and post up your contact information or whatever you feel comfortable posting up in the chat. Sure, you got it. We'll do that. All right, brother. Thank Thank you, you. Raj. God bless you. Thank you, gentlemen. My pleasure.
Before I kick this back over, we have a, an announcement by Shane right now, and I think it's pretty important. So I'm going to send the re send him off into the uh, the cosmos for the rest of the show. Let him talk a little bit about what's going on, so everybody understands. It's a very important announcement. And uh, Shane, what do you got yeah, to tell people, so, man? Um, whenever we first talked about doing this, it was a couple of years ago, and and we finally got around to starting this thing up. And and uh, everybody's going to notice that the the title of today's show is is farewell. But it's not forever. It's not. Uh, it's not goodbye. It's. It's till you know until next time kind of thing. But uh, the reason behind that is is that on the the bright side of things, there's always a pro and a con, right? The pro is is that uh, I was offered a very nice straight. job that can help my family, and um, and that's uh, it, it's family a first, federal, right? Right. It's a federal job, um, and uh, because of that, I have to make some sacrifices in my life, and that includes this show. So um, I'm not going to be able to co-host on this show, um, but I will be able to help from behind the scenes. I will help you with all your production and, and making sure that it still gets put up on the iTunes podcast and all those other things that we started together. Uh, but as a co-host, I, I will have to gracefully bow out uh, for the good of the family, only because uh, working for a federal organization, you know how those federales are whenever it comes to talking about uh, CBD and, and things like that that are not uh, federally legal yet so unfortunately I'm, I'm a little more um, and the last thing you want is to be around me spouting off all this <laughs> hatred when you're a well you're my family you're going to be around me anyway but uh, as far as behind the microphone uh, I'll be whenever I, I will be on the show because I would get you in a lot of trouble yeah, I will be a on the lot show of trouble in the future you I will, will be, be on the show, show. but it'll be from a, a more of a professional standpoint for the right. organization that I'll be working for Yes. So, all right. So with that, I'm Shane Whitecloud signing off one last time, uh, but I will still be behind the scenes with Boone Cutler and American Warfighter Radio. Y'all take care. Now let's set the record straight. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. This is Sparta! You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. What is your major malfunction? We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Army training, sir! I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You can't handle the truth! Good night, ladies!